Hello and welcome to a video game odyssey. I'm your host Fergus Pearson and today I'll be reviewing Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, but before we get to that let's get a brief synopsis of the game. Released in 2007 on the Nintendo Wii, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption is a first person action adventure game and the concluding chapter in the loosely connected Metroid Prime trilogy. With the use of the Wii Remote's motion controls, the player shoots, jumps and explores through this 12 or so hour long single player adventure. The game is of average difficulty, but can be adjusted at the beginning of the game. There is a lot to dislike about the first hour of Metroid Prime 3. Isolation, immersion and exploration are the three key components that make the Metroid franchise so compelling and, in its opening hour, Metroid Prime 3 actively betrays these three staples. Stoic protagonist and bounty hunter Samus Aran is made to rub shoulders with low model soldiers, intricate alien homeworlds are traded out for a sterile space station and player agency is squashed in favour of being led by the Nuz through a series of copy and paste corridors. While the original Metroid Prime successfully solidified the Metroid template in a 3D space and the second Prime game built upon a well-trodden foundation, Metroid Prime 3 sets its sights on challenging and, in many cases, doing a complete 180 on long-standing series tropes. Hypothetically, this is no bad thing. As the ninth instalment of a franchise spanning five console generations, criticism would rightly be drawn had Metroid Prime 3 been too conservative. However, the crux of the matter lies not just in how brazenly developer Retro Studios contradict the Metroid formula, but in how new features run the gambit in terms of quality. If the nondescript NPCs with stilted animations don't break immersion, then their needless chatter will at least bring Samus's momentum to a halt. There is a sense that Retro Studios want to build a more direct, relatable story into Metroid's universe. It is a shame then that its delivery seems so uninspired. The plot itself told here through cutscenes rather than Metroid's usual world-building flavour text, concerns itself with Samus and her three bounty hunter friends being exposed to and corrupted by a mysterious toxin. Samus is able to harness her corrupt state, but her fellow comrades aren't so lucky, leading the player to visiting three separate planets in pursuit of her friends turned foes, all while making effort to destroy the mind-altering seed that is corroding the atmosphere. Much like in Metroid Prime 2, the player cannot simply explore each of these areas at their own pace, but instead new locales are systematically doled out, with the old Metroid trope of revisiting planets with a new array of suit upgrades only being mandatory in the game's final third. However, while Prime 2's streamlined approach helped focus attention on the game's dual world dynamic, in this game Samus' adventure is far more stripped down and linear. When a new planet is unveiled, the player boards their ship and is given a selection of possible landing spots, though usually two out of three of these spots will lead straight into dead ends. Once the right landing area is picked, 
Samus will explore a brief series of rooms and acquire an upgrade that can be utilised to bypass one of the previous dead ends. For the most part, each of these landing areas are kept separate from one another. There are a few helpful shortcuts that help connect disparate parts of the map, and so, due to the backtracking nature of Metroid games, when the player has done all that they can in one portion of the map, they have little choice but to trundle back to the original landing site and board the ship once more. Like many of the new or altered design choices Retro Studios have made in this third Prime game, the concept and intention is greatly hampered by poor execution. Incorporating Samus's ship to aid exploration sounds enticing, but ultimately leaves regions feeling segregated, with little opportunity to wander off the beaten path. Additionally, the danger felt when delving deeper into an otherworldly planet, unsure of where the next save point will be, is greatly diminished since Samus is never more than 5 minutes away from a landing site. It's a shame too because the three new planets Samus explores are amongst the most visually distinctive and thematically varied areas to grace any Metroid game. In fact, despite Metroid Prime 3's shortcomings, a lot of promise does shine through past its initial few hours. The decision to move away from series tradition and make it so that Samus retains her suit upgrades rather than losing them after the cold open, is refreshing and allows the game to focus on accentuating the importance of new upgrades. Similarly, the game helps round out the Metroid Prime trilogy in terms of gameplay focus, with the original Prime game encapsulating the balance of Metroid games of yore, the second Prime game providing a more puzzle-centric approach, and this, the final instalment in the trilogy, utilising the more responsive aiming that the Wii Remote's motion controls provide by presenting a more action-focused experience. In terms of combat, Metroid Prime 3 feels more urgent and visceral than anything amongst its lineage. Enemy attack patterns are more varied than ever, timed gauntlets scrutinise the player's deafness with the motion controls, the corruption system implements a risk-reward system wherein Samus's firepower is given a significant but short-lived boost at the cost of sacrificing some health, and the grapple hook, once used simply as a rope to swing across gaps, is ingeniously repurposed as a lasso that can rip the armour off of an enemy's back. Boss encounters too, while less frequent than in other Metroid games, are now less about gimmicks and more about providing consistent thrills. The only drawback to Metroid Prime 3's revamped combat being that the over-reliance on iron-clad, anthropomorphised creatures leaves little room for the more imaginative, naturally occurring alien flora and fauna that lend Samus' surroundings a greater sense of immersion. So there is a lot to dislike in Metro Prime 3's first hour, and many of those gripes run through the whole of this 12 hour adventure. Though objective markers can be switched off in the options menu, the straightforward map design feels as though the game is unwilling to let the player truly explore, with a few occasions they are let off the leash being undercut by overzealous use of landing sites where Samus can lick her wounds. The isolation and immersion that made previous Metroid entries so memorable are hinted at here but the player is never indulged. 
Instead, the player is presented with a more nimble, combat-focused Metroid, a game that addresses and carefully corrects long-standing shortcomings, but never embraces what makes the series so unique. Metroid Prime 3 seems so focused on providing new ideas and converting the uninitiated that it neglects to realise that these additions often contradict the game's foundations, culminating in an entertaining but inconsistent end to the trilogy. Metroid Prime 3 Corruption gets a 6 out of 10. A 6 represents a game that I would recommend to die-hard fans of the genre or series. I would also lightly recommend this game to general fans of the genre or series. This has been Fergus Pearson for a Video Game Odyssey, I hope to see you next time. Thank you.